What's up, and welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm joined by Blake and Rob. What's up, guys? Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I will say, what? while I was listening to that... Yeah, because I've been around that track two times. That garbage intro, I had a thought that, because I was trying to ignore it as best I could, I should get an on-air sign to put on the outside of my door. That'd be kind of cool. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I thought the intro was fine, but <laughs> anything to get past that crap. Yeah, everything should be uphill from here, or downhill, I mean. Well, there you go. Um, no news. That, nothing too big this week. Uh, I, I don't have anything. If you guys want to jump right in. Yeah, let's just jump right in. Go to the matchups. Yeah, right? yeah I don't have much other than the injuries that we'll cover during matchups, so yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, our first matchup is between the not racist Redskins and Easy Turbo. Oh, I know what we have. Last week's uh, standings. Oh, there you uh, go. Have a good job. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we, did, we did awful. Uh, yeah, we, did. we in total picked five games right. Uh, Rob went two and three, Blake four, and I went one and four. So. Overall, Rob is 15, 9, and 1. Blake is 14 and 12, and I'm 13 and 12. We're just if doing awesome. Blake has an extra loss from last week. It's because he picked the foe use who lost by 100 points, and we decided no, that's a new rule. It's because Tyler's a dick and disregarded the rule that he made last week. Well, we made a new rule. If you're a team that loses by 100 points, you get an extra loss. That's the new rule. The rule you made was the team that if you pick a team to win, they don't score more than 65, you get an extra loss. You arbitrarily made up a new rule because you're a dick. (laughs) I have no idea. But I'm the keeper of the spreadsheet. I'd like to see you try to fix it. I think as long as you admit that you're a dick, I will drop it one-third. Hmm. Hard pass. Moving into the matchup, we got the not not racist Redskins and Easy Turbo. Um, Not racist Redskins coming in at two and three, as well as Easy Turbo. So both of them coming off a loss last week. Uh, Not racist Redskins has Carson Wentz at quarterback at the Giants and Kirk Cousins versus Arizona. I mean, neither one of these quarterbacks have what you would call super stellar matchups. Um, and Carson Wentz really hasn't played well, but they're going to have to throw because they've already lost Jay Ajayi, so they're playing some backups. Cousins has been pretty solid. I mean, Arizona hasn't been great on defense, um, but they haven't been great on uh, – I excuse me. They haven't been great against the pass, really, but they have been really bad against the run, but they could be without Cooks. So, I don't know. I'm going to push these. I would just say that Thursday is usually a little more defensive, so maybe you give the edge to Cousins. Uh, I agree with you saying that neither quarterbacks are really spectacular. Arizona defense has kind of gotten their shit together in the last couple of weeks. I think with the running back issue in Philly, I think Wentz actually has an edge in these, these matchups, so I'm going to give it to Wentz. 
I will disagree that Wentz hasn't played well. He's put up 30 fantasy points the last two weeks. Um, but I do agree that it's going to be a push. I, I don't see much difference between these quarterbacks this week. Well's arbitrary. Um, at running back, not racist Redskins has Ezekiel Elliott versus Jacksonville and James White versus Kansas City. Easy Turbo has Todd Gurley at Denver and Jordan at Miami. Um, well, we've always said in past matchups that you can't bet against Todd Gurley. However, things are starting to, and I'm saying starting to, shift towards uh, more in favor of Zeke. I think Todd Gurley is still going to have a bigger week than either of Red, Redskins' uh, running backs, but coupled with Jordan Howard coming off the bye, I think with James White and Zeke Elliott, I think it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be a close one. I'm not sure who to give it to. Um, I think the only thing the Redskins got going for him is James White's playing against Kansas City. I uh, I feel have a feeling that that game is going to be a shootout, and if they pass a lot and go away at all from uh, Sony, that White could get a lot of grabs. Otherwise, for me, this is heavily in Gurley and Howard's favor. You took the words out of my mouth there. Uh, Turbo wins this one, hands down. Um, at wide receiver, not racist Redskins has Robert Woods at Denver and Will Fuller versus Buffalo. And Easy Turbo has Tyler Boyd versus Pittsburgh and Tyreek Hill at New England. Um, I like the Boyd and Hill matchup better than the Woods and Fuller, um, strictly because you're playing Boyd against Pittsburgh, who has no defense, good offense, shootout. You got Tyreek Hill against New England. New England playing against Kansas City. Not a great defense. New England will put up points. Kansas City will have to put up points. Give me Boyd and Hill. Yeah, I agree with you. I Robert Woods, I like him, but Will Fuller is – Iffy and Deshaun Watson's also day to day, and we know Will Fuller doesn't get anything unless Deshaun Watson's playing. It's going to be a Boyd and Hill day. Yeah, um, Fuller really had his first bad game with Deshaun Watson last week. Um, I for the reasons you guys pointed out. Um, at tight end, Zach Ertz at the Giants and Jordan Reed versus Carolina. Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I think Zach, I say I think Zach Ertz has proven to be the most one of the most reliable tight ends in fantasy. Jordan Reed is still a glass man, at least we think so. So I think it's going to be Ertz. I agree. It's it's Ertz all the way. I don't I don't think yeah. there's any. I don't think there's an argument there. Ertz is just one of those uh, one of those guys this year that gives you that week to week advantage. We talked about it a little bit in the uh, power rankings redub. Um, at the flex, we have Keenan Allen at Cleveland and Deshaun at Atlanta. I think we might have some differing opinions here. This this one this one's tough. Okay, so for me, Keenan Allen is the the more steady guy, but the Cleveland defense is pretty good. And Keenan Allen, I think the best you can hope for is volume here. Deshaun Jackson, Atlanta is garbage on defense. And if Winston can do anything and get him the ball, I think you got higher upside with DJX than you do with Allen. So I'm going to give, I'm going to call it close, but I'm going to give Jackson the edge because of the upside. 
Yes, I'm going to have to agree with, it with that. I think especially this, this week is a very important week for Tampa Bay in general, any player on that team. Uh, if with Winston coming back, leading the team off the bye against Atlanta, who's pretty much you could just call them a, a hole as their defense, like literally a hole in the ground is what they are. It's not that hard to walk or to go through them. Uh, if Tampa Bay can succeed, which it looks like they can, then Deshaun Jackson's going to be viable. Wentz is going to be viable. And almost anybody on that offense will be viable if they go vertical like they did in the first part of the season. If they struggle, then Deshaun Jackson's a bench and everybody on there's a bench. This is a very important game with them. And I agree with you with the upside that Deshaun Jackson's the guy for this. Um, I'm going to go the other way. Um, Cleveland, when they've given it up, they've given it up to wide receivers. Um, and we just – I think it's going to be a Mike Evans game for uh, – Tampa Bay, and so I think he's going to be the one getting all the love, not Deshaun Jackson. So I think I'm going to stick with the baseline of Keenan Allen and just not mess around with that whole influx situation down in Tampa Bay. Um, at defense and kicker, we have the Texans versus Buffalo, and currently a bye week, Matt Prater versus the Rams <laughs> defense at Denver and Dan Bailey versus Arizona. Uh, Rams and Bailey all day. Good with you guys? Uh, as it sits now, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to agree with you guys. Yeah, now, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll, the I'll Texans play Buffalo. I'll say I, this. If he, if he puts in a, a kicker, I'd revisit that because I think the Texans' defense will do really well against Buffalo. And I, that's the only reason I gave hesitation is because it's Texans at Buffalo, but you have a you have a kicker that's not playing. Obviously, we're going to give it to Turbo. Right. All right. Um, Rob, what do you think about the benches here? Anything that stands out? Um, yeah. Mike Evans. Uh-huh. Um, I would, in a heartbeat, take Wolf Fuller out and put Mike Evans in. Yep. I think, I I think I, what I we're would, looking at yeah, is I a lineup that's not think set. About it. What would you say? I said, I think we're looking at a lineup that's not set. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think he probably hasn't looked at it since – he played this last week, and uh, I think we'll see a change there. And so let's assume that he's not retarded, and he puts in Mike Evans, and he picks himself up a kicker. Then I think he's got a good lineup. Blake, any thoughts? Um, I'm looking at Turbo, and as I, I did say that Sean Watson's day-to-day, which he did suffer some torso issues against the Dallas, de- Dallas defense, but – Come Sunday, they're both they're, uh, Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson are both morning games. I think you look at how Deshaun Watson's doing, and you look to start Kirk Cousins or start Watson instead of Cousins because Watson is playing against Buffalo. You know, we know how Watson likes to run and gun. I think Watson, a healthy Watson, could be a better play than Kirk Cousins. The only thing I see on these benches is I would consider Blake Bortles over Carson Wentz. Um, you got Carson Wentz at the Giants. You got Blake Bortles at Dallas. We know Dallas doesn't give it up to the wide receiver too much, but they're um, giving more to the quarterback than the Giants have been. And especially with Fournette out, um, Jacksonville is going to rely on Bortles, um, whether they need to or not. He's going to throw the ball. 
So that that's the only thought I have on them. So uh, uh, let's jump into picking. Uh, Blake, who you got? Well, I if the well crap because we got we have changes that could be done on both sides. Quarterback on Turbo side, and then wide receiver and kicker on Redskins side. Um, I'm going to say as it stands right now, without any potential changes, I think Turbo's going to have it. I can tell you right now, I'm going to pick with changes being made um, and assume that Monty isn't just going to leave his lineup as is, so I'm picking him. I'm picking the not racist Redskins. Agreed. Blake, exactly would, you like to, would you like to flip over or are you still going with Turbo? No, I'm sticking with my conviction that we are picking the teams as they are currently, and this is how the teams are currently. Well, you're picking who you think is going to win. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, second matchup of the night is going to be the Fantasy Reapers at Kegerator. Uh, Fantasy Reapers are going to have Patrick Mahomes. Oh, by the way, both these teams are three and two. Um, Fantasy Reapers coming off a massive points last week. So Patrick Mahomes at New England, and then uh, Keg Raiders going to have Big Ben at Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to talk about Ben at Cincinnati here. We know how Big Ben is on the road. Cincinnati has a decent defense. I don't see a whole lot coming out of him. I mean, he's been good, obviously, this year, but I downgrade him a little bit in this matchup. Yeah, and looking at Patrick Mahomes, he had his worst week of the season last week against, obviously, Jacksonville um, and still got 25 points. I'll take that over Big Ben on the road any day. Uh, So I think I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes, I think, for – between these quarterbacks. Yeah, I would too. I would go Mahomes. Uh, so at running backs, we're going to go Fantasy Reapers going to have James Conner at Cincy, as we said, and then Chris McCaffrey at Washington. Keg Raiders going to have Adrian Peterson coming back and Latavius Murray. Um, so at running back, I have uh, what I think is a good matchup for uh well any matchups really a good matchup for McCaffrey if they're if they're winning uh he's going to run the ball if they're losing they're going to pass the ball to him so any matchup's a good matchup and then the Bengals are actually not great against the run this year um Rob correct me here is uh is their linebacker coming back this week um he I can't came, think of his name he came back last week perfect he came back last week yeah perfect played yeah. last week Okay, well, they still gave up 111 on the ground to Miami, so I guess I'm not that worried. But, um, but yeah, that Cincinnati run defense is historically pretty good. So, Yeah, um, I'm looking at Peterson and Murray here. I mean, Murray with Cook being hurt, you know, he's going to get more play, but Murray's a what I would call a journeyman running back. He does a solid job, but he's not spectacular. Peterson – Got a you know a hyperextension of his knee. Plus, he has another injury besides that. Um, and Carolina's got really stout front seven, so I'm not big on 
uh, AP at all this week. Um, so I would downgrade K graders running backs in comparison to McCaffrey and Connor. Yeah. To recap, I think what we're all thinking is I am not a fan of K graders running backs. He's fielding this week. And I think fantasy Reapers, uh, they're better. They're just in a completely different tier this week against K grader. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So the wide receivers for fantasy Reapers are going to have Antonio Brown at Cincy again. Uh, and then Adam Thielen, home against uh, Arizona. And then Keg Raiders going to have DeAndre Hopkins, home against Buffalo, and Juju Smith-Schuster at Cincinnati. Holy fucking Pittsburgh players in this matchup. Yeah. Um, I have not gone against the Brown-Thielen grouping yet this year, and I'm not going to start this week. Yeah, I think no. It's, for themselves. Uh, yeah, I mean – Brown is a monster. Thielen hasn't been below 100 yards yet. Um, and, um, yeah, they just have the better matchups this week. Yep. Better- I mean, it could be – here's where it could be close. Hopkins could have a great game, just like he did against Dallas. And if Juju gets the love over Brown in this Cincy game, then that's where it could swing. But that's it. I mean – Thielen's going to get his, so Hopkins has to have a good game, and Juju has to beat Brown for this to be a matchup. Right, and obviously this is the first time this year we've seen Juju and Brown in a fantasy matchup in this league. So, And it's been less of a toss-up recently, but in the first couple of weeks it, it was really, you know, you don't know which which of the two of them is going to get the balls in Pittsburgh. So right. this could be a definitive week, especially for this matchup. In tight ends, Reapers are going to have Travis Kelsey with that Patrick Mahomes stack at New England, and then the Keg Raiders is going to have Jimmy Graham home against San Francisco. Boy. Um, oh, go ahead. The only thing go I worry about on this side uh, for Travis Kelsey is that he could be the guy that New England decides to take out of the game. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case with Indy's tight ends last week, but I'm nervous that they're going to – they're going to go up uh, and try to take Kelsey away. Um, but other than the, if they don't do that, then he's damn near a lock for 20 points. Uh, 100% agree on that assessment. I do worry about that he gets Belichick because that's what they do is they take away your number one option and make you go elsewhere. Do they decide that's Kelsey? Do they decide that's Hill? I don't know. Um, Jimmy Graham – on the other hand, I think should do very well against San Francisco. Their defense hasn't been anything. And, you know, Graham did pretty decent last week with all the receivers beat up. They're still not that much more healthy this week. So depending what happens, this could be a push. Um, If they don't do that, then I would agree that Kelsey has the edge. I I think Kelsey is going to have the edge in this one because if you lock out Kelsey, then you open up Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to try to take out both, and that's not going to work for either. I don't think so. I think I'm very, very nervous they try to take out Kelsey here. because yeah, I, don't, I, think- I don't think they necessarily have to deal with Hill because I don't think they'll put a corner on Kelsey. I think they'll bring a safety down and put a safety and a linebacker um, um, up and behind him and double him that way. And then they can still use the other safety um, – to beat up on Hill, 
But what that does is that'll leave Sony Michelle a lot of running room because you won't have safeties supporting the run. You mean uh, Hunt? Or I meant Hunt. I'm looking at Sony Michelle and thinking New England. You're right. That would leave Hunt wide open to do what he wants in, in the running game if they do that. But they might pick right. their poison. I don't know. Yeah, I just think that Kelsey opens up so much for this team um, by getting open over the middle and stuff like that, that I think he would be the target for New England. And like he, like we've been talking about, if, if Belichick sets his sights on you, good luck. Right. Well, I mean, and we, we I mean, it's not like this is the first time Kelsey's played against a head coach in the NFL. All, all, all teams try to do is take out Kelsey, but we see him week after week consistently produce. So I don't think you're – you stress a little bit, but I don't think you are anywhere close to thinking he's not going to win the matchup. Right. Yeah, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the stats here and see if I can see what okay. I can find in Travis Kelsey right. versus New England. Well, I'm gonna move on while you pull up the yep. stats. Move to the flex position. Fast Reapers are gonna have Sony Michelle uh, against in that Kansas City game, and then Kegger is gonna have Kelvin Ridley home against Tampa Bay. Well, I'll talk about Sony Michelle since I mentioned him accidentally. I'm supposed to talk about Kelvin Ridley. What'd you say? You're supposed to talk about Kelvin Ridley. Oh, okay, then I'll talk about Kelvin Ridley. There you go. That's a good boy. Um, really like him against Tampa Bay, like all of the Falcons against Tampa Bay. So I think this is a great matchup. Uh, Tampa Bay is like one of the worst defenses in the league, and they're going to be passing all day long. Freeman's looks like he's going to be out. Um, you know, uh, the backups, uh, Smith and uh, Coleman, haven't really done a whole lot with Freeman out. So I like Ridley here. Do you like yeah, him? I like- um, Sorry. I like Ridley over can or over Sony Michelle here. Um, I do think Sony Michelle will have a good game against the Kansas City uh, defense because Kansas City has been a, just awful on defense, but their offense has been able to support them. Um, but the only problem is, is that I don't think I don't think New England's going to be trying to protect a lead here. I think it's either going to be one team is going to be way out ahead uh, or. I shouldn't say that. I think it's going to be relatively close. But, um, yeah, I just don't think Mich- they're going to on know, Michelle in this game. I think he probably gets 100. But, um, yeah, Ridley just has that awesome matchup. Yeah, I think uh, – I, I, I just love Calvin Ridley here this week. Atlanta has a crap defense. Tampa Bay has a crap defense. It's going to be a passing shootout. It's Calvin Ridley. Um, defense kickers, fantasy reapers got Packers defense and Justin Tucker. And then Keg Raiders going to have Minnesota or uh, Cardinals at Minnesota and Robbie Gold at Green Bay. Oh, is it me? I got a problem. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that uh, I'll say is I pick up the Packers. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had the good matchup against the Bills and was kind of looking at this 49ers matchup. Um, but the 49ers didn't really turn the ball over in their first – when Beathard first came in, they turned the ball over a lot last week. So I'm not sure what to really expect, but matchup out there right now. Um, and then Justin Tucker's the best in the game, so – that's all to say about that. 
Um, I'm going to assume uh, – I know last week Keg Raider didn't make any changes to his lineup until Thursday. So I'm going to assume he's doing the same thing this week because there's no way on God's green earth he doesn't play the Bears against Miami over the Cardinals at Minnesota. So I'm going to assume he does that. And then in that case, as much as the Dolphins have turned the ball over recently and have had trouble offensively, I think he plays the Bears, and I actually like them a little better than the Packers. I will say that I wouldn't be – I would be. I would still think the Bears would be a better play, but I wouldn't be so gung-ho about it. The Cardinals did have one of the highest-scoring defensive points of the league last week, and we know that Minnesota can committed tons of ton- turnovers against a Buffalo defense that nobody cares about. So I would be, I would be looking into that, and that, that might make the decision a little bit more difficult. But the Cardinals were one of the highest-scoring defenses last week against the team that the Packers are playing this week. Right. Also true. Right. Um, I'm not saying – I think it just makes it a little bit more of a hard decision. Sure. Uh, I found the Kelsey stats, guys. Um, Two – according to this website, I have no idea the validity of it. Two (laughs) regular season games, one postseason game. Um. Looks like nine targets, nine targets, seven targets. First game in 2014 for Kelsey, eight for 93 and a touchdown. So good game there. Uh, 2015 playoffs, he had six for 23. Not a good game. And last year, uh, 2017, he had one rush for four yards and five catches for 40 yards. So that, yeah, I I think he's the target for New England to shut down. I also think that the New England defense is not as good as they were in the last three years, cumulatively. But moving on from there, uh, Tyler, what do you got on your bench? What are you worried about? Um, really, the only position that was in consideration this week for me was the flex position and potentially uh, the defense, but we've already talked about the defense. Um at the flex, I have a lot of questionable options. Um, I considered Deion Lewis for a short time against Baltimore just because I think they're going to be down in that game, so I think they're going to be throwing. Um, Burita is injured, isn't going to play. Um, I considered Corey Davis for the same reason I considered Deion Lewis. They're going to be throwing. Uh, I also considered uh, Kiki, uh, Kiki QT, um, has really – jumped onto the scene and he's playing Buffalo this week, but I think I'm going NBA jam rules with Kiki. Uh, First week, your uh, first week is just your first good game. Second week, you're heating up. He does it three times in a row. He'll be on fire and then I'll be more trusting. But for now, uh, I'm going to stick with Sony Michelle in a good matchup. Yeah, I'm not going to fault you for that thinking, but my philosophy is you don't want to miss out on that third week on fire week. And I think QT is definitely, for me, he'd be in very strong consideration for that flex position. Yeah, uh, I think the, um, the only reason uh, that really swayed me towards Sony is just that Kansas City defense is awful. So, they, I mean, it's just such a good matchup. I don't want to miss out on that uh, great game because Sony Michelle's also in that heating up category. Yeah, it's not an easy decision. 
Uh, Rob, what do you think we got on Keg Raiders bench? Anything? I mean, I already mentioned the Bears. I already mentioned the Bears. I think that's really it. I don't think, you know, he's got Fournette out. He's got, and, you know, you're not going to, if I have Royce Freeman, I'm not playing him because of Lindsey, because he's getting all the love. I'm not playing Penny because there's two guys there, Davis and Carson, that are getting more carries. um, And you can't trust Nick Chubb. He had one good game and that was it. So he doesn't really have a lot of options. All right, so let's uh, go go into hard pickings. Rob, who you got in this matchup? Uh, give me Reapers all day in this matchup. Tyler? I'll take myself. I'm going to have to agree. Clean sweep for Reapers. This matchup here is Trash Panda against Club Baby Seals. Starting off, we've got Andrew Luck at the Jets and Matt Ryan playing against that tasty Tampa Bay defense. Tyler, what do you think? Club Baby Seals. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Matt Ryan has an awesome matchup this week. Tampa Bay can't stop uh, anything downfield. Um, There's – Matt Ryan might be the number one quarterback to have this week. I think I – Andrew, you can't you can't go definitively against Andrew Luck yet, though. He's throwing more than any quarterback in the league. Uh, he scored great last week, thirty-eight points. Before that, almost sixty points. And while the Jets aren't a anything any defense to write home about, they're good, but they're not spectacular. I wouldn't classify. I would definitely class, classify them as better than Tampa Bay, but. I definitely think Andrew Luck is something to think about, and I think it's a very close matchup. It's a close matchup between the quarterbacks because of their defensive matchups. Um, I sort of agree, but give me Matt Ryan at home against Tampa Bay versus Luck on the road. Um, I, I got to go Matt Ryan here. Um, running back. The thing I will say is uh, what could make this interesting is if Tampa Bay can no longer keep up with those high-flying offenses and all of a sudden it turns into a running game. I guess, you know, Chicago put up six touchdowns and there was nothing on the board on that side. But if if Atlanta decides that they want to see what uh, Ito Smith can give them and just run him in the fourth quarter, they might do that. That's very possible and good point because we don't know – what a Winston-led Bucks team really looks like, except for part of a half where they were already down five touchdowns. Right. Okay, running back. For uh, Panda, we've got Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook. And then for the Club Baby Seals, we have Marshawn Lynch and Alex Collins. So I like Saquon Barkley, but I hate Dalvin Cook. And even when I say I like Saquon Barkley, it's against Philly, who's actually shown that they've they've fallen off in their past defense, but their run defense is still pretty good this year. But I think Saquon Barkley is a safe play. Dalvin Cook is extremely risky, and I would maybe look at playing someone else. Yeah, on um, the Club Baby Seals side, um, you got two running backs who in uh, – Marshawn Lynch has been good for – standard uh but for ppr he hasn't been great he's been what you you know pretty much he's been better than what you expected of him 
but that's mainly been because the touchdowns were there. Um, last week, obviously, a disappointment. Um, and then Alex Collins has fumbleitis at times and hasn't really given you much. Um, honestly, I think Saquon Barkley could outscore all of the other running backs in this matchup combined. Uh, that's a, You just stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think it matters what Club Baby Seals puts up there. I think Saquon will do that. And whether Cook plays or not, you know, he may get replaced by the end of the week. Who knows? But I think Saquon's enough to win that one. Um, at wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey in the Thursday night game against the Giants and Tyler Lockett at Oakland for Trash Panda. And then Julio in that nice Tampa Bay matchup, that Matt Ryan-Julio stack. And Sammy Watkins at New England in what could also be a high-scoring game. Tyler, what do you think about this one? Yeah, um, I I love Club Baby Seals wide receivers here. Uh, I said last week that I thought Julio would break his touchdown streak. I was wrong. I'm going to call it again for the second week in a row that he's going to break his – or touchdown list streak, I should say. Um, just because they're going to score through the air in this game. That's That's just a fact. It's just – where are they going to go? Um, and then I like Watkins, like we were talking about with Kelsey. I think they're going to take away Kelsey. That will free up a little bit more on the outside. Um, and so, yeah, you got two two good matchups here on this side. Yeah, I like – I definitively like one of the matchups on the Trash Panda side, Tyler Lockett at Oakland. Uh, Oakland's pass defense is pretty bad. And – the other thing is, it's Alshon Jeffrey is an okay matchup. Philly has no running backs anymore. Um, Sproles is out still, and Ajayi is put on IR for the year, so they don't really have a running game. They have passing running backs that are viable barely. Um, but Alshon Jeffrey didn't do well last week, and Ertz is probably the biggest passing threat on that offense. So. I would give Alshon Jeffrey a tentative good matchup. Tyler Lockett a definite good matchup, but I wouldn't feel super confident in either in the combination of them winning the matchup. Yeah, you guys put it real succinctly there. Um, You know, Trash Panda has good to above good matchups, but Club Baby Seals has great matchups, and so you you got to lean that way. Um, I do disagree on Alshon. The Giants aren't giving up anything to the wide receiver this year. So I would classify that as a bad matchup, but I, I give this one to club baby seals handedly. Yeah. I think, I think we all agree that they're, that they've got the wide receiver locked down this week. Um, at tight end, we got Hooper in that high scoring Tampa Bay game and then Gronk in the Kansas city game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to, I don't think we need to talk about this one. This is Gronk all the way. Blake, I, would, I mean, I'm I'm doing a little bit of research, like a little bit of checking here, but I wouldn't be so quick to to Gronk it out. Hooper is a receiving tight end, as the last couple of years have shown us. He's had some high. High receiving yards and higher catches games this year already. He scored 16 twice out of five games. Gronk has scored 30, and then his next highest is 13 from last week. Kansas City is a weak defense, but 
Tampa Bay is also a weak defense. I think you have to play the matchups here, and Hooper could have a big day. I don't know. I think it's I. But here's my rebuttal here. Uh, okay. Gronk. <laughs> right, Gronk is sure Gronk, but you know, thirteen points last week, and then like less than ten the week before. And we all know Gronk's favorite thing is to have a questionable tag with him. Hooper is wide is blank. He's got no tag with him at all. Sixteen coming off a sixteen point game. I actually yeah. I feel myself leading. I feel my I'm I'm feels in. Is this, a field, is this a Fields pick of the week? This is a Fields pick of the week. I think Austin Hooper's going to have a bigger day at tight end than Gronk is. Christ. Write it down. Write it down. I I want some sort of money or something <laughs> bad money. has to happen to you if you're wrong about this. If, if Blake's wrong, yes, picks, is nothing bad can happen to me. It's a feeling pick. Right. But if he's wrong, he'll sincerely apologize next week. How's that? In the podcast. All right. That he was wrong and people should never listen to him. All right. Oh, I'll give you my thoughts here real quick. Um, I agree with both of you. I think Hooper has a chance here to outperform Gronk because Gronk has underperformed. If you traded for the guy, you're probably a little disappointed right now. But I have to agree with Tyler that he's Gronk, and I'm going to give him the edge here. Um, at Flex, we have right now T.Y. Hilton, who's doubtful against the Jets. And uh, – Panda's trying to do that Luck Hilton stack just like uh, Club Baby is with Ryan Julio. And uh, Club Baby's got uh, Kenny Galladay on a bye. So we've got to assume there's going to be some lineup changes here, guys. I don't know if we can really assess anything. Yeah, it's looking like T.Y. Hilton's probably not going to play this week. And there's really not much else we can say. I mean, we can. I'll talk about his bench, bench options later. Right. Yep. Tyler, anything to add there? No, other than Kenny Galladay looks good going forward. Not this week, but going forward. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, defense and kicker. We've got right now um, Panthers at the Redskins and then uh, Butker uh, in the New England game and Seahawks against Oakland and then nobody in the uh, kicker on a bye. For Club Baby Seals. I think for Trash Panda, I would not touch the Panthers' defense this week. I'm afraid of Washington. Their running run-pass game is a slashing kind of offense, and I'm not a fan of it. I would play the Browns. They're both projected about the same, the defenses are, but I would play the number four defense over the number 19 defense any day. Browns have, what, 15 or 16 takeaways in the first five weeks. I think you cannot bench that kind of defense, even if it's against the Chargers. You have to – they're pretty much guaranteed at least two takeaways in the, in the game. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I would definitely be playing the Browns here. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to say on the Club Baby Seals side. He should be replacing a kicker in here, and, uh, and the Seahawks have an okay matchup against Oakland. All right, so, uh, Blake, anything you kind of talked about the bench with the Browns? Any other bench moves you'd make for this team? Well, uh, definitely that flex position. And I'm really looking at – I'm looking at I'm, – I'm really looking at uh, Naheem Hines. I think 
you have to play Hines. He's scored well in the last two weeks. Uh, and that he's going to play better than even if T.Y. Hilton does play, he's going to be playing not at 100%, I don't think. So, Hines is definitely your better flex position. Tyler? Um, on the Club Baby Seals bench, you'll leave Isaiah Crowell on the bench after his 200-yard outburst last week. Um, so, he would be the start for me. If he doesn't feel good about Crowell for whatever reason, um, Morris, okay with uh, Burita probably not going to play. Um, otherwise, Emmanuel Sanders gives you an awesome floor this year. So, a couple of good options. Um and one option that I think is great. It, he just has to make the move. Um, I agree with uh, the moves you were talking about, Tyler. Um, as far as for Trash Panda, I think I would put Hines in at running back and take Cook out. And then you'd have to make a decision what you're going to do at that flex spot. If T.Y. is definitely out, um, you might have to play another running back like a take a shot on a Henry or, or a McCoy, which do not have ideal matchups. So who do you guys think wins, uh, takes it this week? Hmm. I think it's a close matchup between not great teams this week. Um, with the changes that we proposed, I'm going to have to take trash panda. I disagree. I think, um, I think club baby seals has, the firepower here. Club Baby Seals has a lot of great matchups on his side, so I'm going to take them. I tell you, we've got the battle of one pile of trash versus another pile of trash, and they don't have a lot of good bench options, but I'm going to have to go with Tyler. And just uh, because the matchups are a little bit tastier, if Club Baby Seals makes the matchup on that or makes the change on that flex, Picks himself up a kicker to play this week. I think he's got the firepower to squeeze out a win, his first win against Trash Panda. All right. Well, we'll jump into – oh, no, Blake, you are – you. this is yours. What do you mean it's mine? This is yours to announce. I just announced that last one. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, we're all kinds of messed up. Oh, yeah. Let's have one with me. That's – that's the charm. All righty. So we're going to move into the CI Whitefish versus Let's Go Cyclones. That's right. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, CI Whitefish is a four and one team, and Let's Go Cyclones is a three and two team. CI Whitefish is going to deploy Tom Brady against Kansas City, and Cyclones has Philip Rivers at Cleveland. Um, with Philip Rivers, we kind of talked about it with the Cleveland matchup. That Cleveland defense is good. I I don't have to put the tag in front of it anymore. They're they're just good. Um, so tough matchup for Philip Rivers, but Philip normally the type of quarterback that gives you that baseline. He's not usually going to get you the sixty-five point week, but he's almost twenty-five. So Philip Rivers is a safe play this week, but necessarily. I will add, Tyler, before you go, Rob, um, um, with the Browns' defense, they are good, but I think they're only good in causing turnovers. Points allowed, 
They've allowed tons of points, 21, 21, 17, 39. The only points allowed that, that are good is the, is the nine points allowed against Baltimore last week. The only th- reason you're that the Browns defense is something to consider is because of the turnover ratio. I mean, they held Breeze to 23 fantasy points in week two, 243 and two touchdowns. I mean, 243 and two is a Phillip Rivers special. I mean, so I think <laughs> it sure uh, is. They're they're tenth against the quarterback this year. Um, and in week, uh, even Ben Roethlisberger had three thirty five and one for twenty five fantasy points. So, um, part of part of their tenth overall ranking is they torched Darnold, uh, but they held Flacco last week. Uh, the they've had against Derek Carr. Um. For me, Tom Brady against Kansas City, we've talked about this matchup a lot and how there's going to be high scoring on both sides. So I'm I'm looking – I'm feeling pretty good about Tom Brady. Kansas City gave up over 40 points to uh, Bortles last week, even though he threw 80 million interceptions. The guy still got over 40 points. So I'm looking at, at around that for Brady this week. Yep, I think Brady's the clear winner here. All righty, so running back, Whitefish has Melvin Gordon at Cleveland and Cream Hunt at New England. Cyclones is going to have Joe Mixon in Pittsburgh or against Pittsburgh and Chris Carson at Oakland. Um, I really like both my running backs. I mean, Gordon has been a stud all year. If he doesn't get it running, he gets it receiving. He gets a lot of work in at the goal line. So uh, he's a steady scorer for me. And Kareem Hunt obviously turned it around last week, got over 100 – or two weeks ago, excuse me, got over 100, got over 100 all-purpose this last week. I like him against New England. I agreed with what Tyler says early, said earlier that I think this is where they take away Kelsey, and I think that leaves Hunt a little more room in the middle, maybe a, a few more dump-offs. Um, I could see him getting six grabs this week. The only concern I have about Hunt is if they don't decide to take away Kelsey, I think they take away Hunt. So um, that's the only concern. Uh, Chris Carson is actually in a surprisingly good matchup here. Um, So I think he's rock solid and has an awesome baseline and a lot of upside. Wixon always brings upside uh, now that he's back to being healthy. Um, It's just has a bad matchup against Pittsburgh. Um, so, I think that there's good running backs all around in this matchup, but you can Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I don't think Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt can lose, but Chris Carson is an interesting thing. He's had over 100 yards in the last three weeks, in two of the last three weeks, and Mixons are on the rise. They are someone to watch, but I think it's going to be a Melvin Gordon Hunt. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Whitefish at receiver is going to have Odell Beckham against Philly and Allen Robinson at Miami. And Cyclones will have Devontae Adams at San Francisco, or against San Francisco and Nelson Aguilar at the Giants. Um, Man, I don't like Aguilar this week. Um, Devontae Adams is always a good play. Uh, but you're – Devontae Adams out basically 
or tries to get close to doubling up Odell Beckham Jr. in order to make up for Aguilar's struggles, and that's going to be tough. Yeah, um, I like Odell this week. Philly the last couple weeks has not played very well defensively. They've given up well over 50 points to the position. Now, one of those teams was Minnesota, so you're going to give that. But the week before, they gave up 61 points to the Tennessee wide receivers. So I don't – you know, I'm not afraid of Odell against Philly. Allen Robinson, Miami is actually pretty good against receivers. Um, You know, they allow about half the points that Philly does. Um, And I don't really know where Chicago is going to go with the ball. I'm just hoping that the volume comes back to Robinson after disappearing the week before. Yeah, I think Odell Beckham and Devontae Adams will essentially cancel each other out, and Allen Robinson has more opportunity than Aguilar to score points. You know, I I was just uh, looking at that, actually. Um, I wonder if Robinson is going to get Xavier Howard on him all day. Um, If that's the case, then I'll take Aguilar. And then it's just a case of the number one duking it out. Right. And there's to, to speak to that, I'm I'm not sold that Robinson's staying in the lineup. The I thought about playing the Odell Shepherd stack, but I'm afraid of doing that. But especially on Thursday night. Especially on Thursday night, though that though Ingram is still out. Um and the last two weeks Shepard has picked up those Ingram catches. And so he's, you know, averaged uh you know, at least uh, seven targets over the last three weeks combined. Um, obviously, the best game was the New Orleans game, but that's because their defense is terrible. Um, so I, I'm toying with that, but I don't really want to play two from the same team on Thursday. Right. Right, already. So moving into tight end, we're going to have what I think is a new acquired Cameron Brait for Whitefish at Atlanta. And then Cyclones is going to deploy Kyle Rudolph against Arizona. Yeah, it sure was newly required. And it's strictly because Atlanta's missing linebackers because Winston has experience with Cameron Brait and with OJ out. It's pretty much uh, going to be the Brait show. So he's pretty much a one-week hire uh, in my mind, maybe two-week hire because I think Howard's out like two to four weeks supposedly. Um so I'm hoping to catch a little bit of that Atlanta-Tampa game. Yeah, for uh, Kyle Rudolph, I don't like anything about this. Um, but the only other option on this team is Njoku, who has an even worse matchup than Rudolph does. Um, you better hope for a touchdown. I That's, that's going to have to save your day. I think this offense is going all through the wide receivers – and especially against a defense that defends the tight end well, it's it's going to be a long day. <clears throat> All right, so flex position is going to be another newly acquired player for Whitefish, Mohamed Sanu, uh, against Tampa Bay in that wonderful matchup we all keep hearing about. <laughs> and then Let's Go Cyclones is going to have Demarius Thomas against the Rams. Um, Man. This is all about baseline versus upside, I think. I think Demarius will probably give you, you know, 10 points, something like that, and could get you – Demarius will probably get you somewhere between 10 and 22, something like that. Muhammad Sanu could get you 
anywhere from two to 40. Yeah, I agree. I picked him up strictly for the upside and the matchup he's playing. Uh, the last three weeks, he's been pretty consistent, um, you know, averaging right near 18, 19 points a game. Um, and where uh, Tampa struggles the most is in the slot. And Sanu, has 70% of his snaps come in the slot. So I'm pretty confident that he's going to do well. I have, you know, when we talk about bench, I have some other options I could put in there. We already talked about Shepard. I got some other receivers I could put in there. But uh, I don't know if Blake's rubbing one off on me or what, but uh, I just had a feels about it. Huh. Yeah, we're talking about Muhammad Sanu, the 35 receiver, and Demarius Thomas, the 31 receiver. And a Ram, Demarius Thomas against a Rams defense who is pretty good, and Sanu against the Tampa Bay defense who's not that great. This is such a close matchup for the receivers. I don't, I, I do not feel qualified to call this one. <laughs> but moving into the defensive kicker. Uh, Whitefish will have the Eagles defense at the Giants kind of playing against himself with Odell Beckham. And he's got uh, Gotzkowski also. And then the Let's Go Cyclones has the Ravens defense at Tennessee with Matt Bryant as his kicker. Um, I, I don't think the, uh, I think this is the push of all pushes. I think you got good matchups uh, for the defenses, good matchups for the kickers. If anything puts it over the top, it's that the Eagles are playing on Thursday night. Right. Um, I, I agree 100%. I think they're real even. And the reason I don't feel I'm playing against myself is I don't think the Eagles are going to stop the Giants yard-wise. But I do think that Eli Manning is good for a pick six or a sack fumble uh, return, those type of things. And so that's what I'm going with. And plus, it's a Thursday game, and the de- a defense usually does something spectacular on Thursday. So that's what I'm banking. On. I mean, all you got to do is not give Eli enough blue crayons and he'll get real upset and throw a pick right away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Rob, what do you think you got in your bench? Well, I mean, we your, kind of uh, talked about it. My, my two spots are my second wide receiver spot on my flex. So it's like, do I want to play Robinson against Miami who has been pretty decent against the pass? Um, do I want to put Sanu in that spot and do I don't want to put somebody else like a, uh, a Sterling Shepard or a Quincy Anunwa in my flex? Um, that's a decision I'm going to have to make as time goes on. Uh, I guess my, my biggest would probably be Anunwa. Uh, the Colts haven't been that great against the past, but I am a little scared after last week when he didn't do very well. So he did nothing actually last week. Right. And I don't know if that's a harbinger of things to come or if that's a blip. And so that's kind of why I got Sanu is to protect myself. Yeah. Personally, if I'm you, I'm playing a Nuno over Robinson just because I'm scared about Howard on Miami. Um, and I think Robinson hasn't given you the upside that you want out of, out of Allen Robinson. Um, on the cyclone side, the biggest takeaway I have on their bench is they're playing the right lineup. Uh, you don't have much of anything. Um, Aaron Jones is really the only player who's in consideration here. And if you play him, you're hoping. Maybe you play him over Aguilar, but it feels gross to do. Um, other than that, you got 
your best player, Kamara, on bye. You got your top quarterback, Drew Brees, on bye. You got your number two wide receiver, Golden Tate, on bye. Lamar Miller, questionable. David Njoku in a terrible matchup. Um, and then really your only other option is Jordy Nelson. You could th- you could sway me into playing Jordy Nelson as well, but again, not a good matchup. So you're probably uh, – I think Cyclones is – uh, effectively stuck with this lineup, and we'll see if it works out for him. Yeah, so unfortunately, the Cyclones have their best, their their greatest weapon this year, which is the Khmer Breeze stack on their bye this week. But if you look at the ESPN projections, which you always look at, even if you say you don't want to go buy them, you always look at them no matter what happens. It's still a close fucking matchup. But if I had to pick somebody... Oh, boy, oh, boy. Let me tell you, you do. You do have to pick somebody, and I'm going to, but I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to talk right now because I'm stalling for time while I think well, of my thoughts. I'll tell you, I, I was doing the exact same thing um, going back and forth. I think at the end of the day, for me, it comes down to uh, Brady and Braid, actually, in this matchup. Uh, I think Brady's going to explode, and I think Braid has a better, uh, significantly better matchup than Rudolph, so I gave it to Whitefish. But it was really close. It was a lot closer than I thought with Kamara being out. Yeah, it is close, and I, I'm still flip-flopping. And I think the biggest point of contention here that makes me continue to flip-flop is the Cyclones' as receivers. I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm – ah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give this to Ryan Freedy and his Cyclones. Oh, so I have to break the tie, huh? I went against myself last week. I'm not going to do it again. All right. We'll move on to our last matchup here, which is the foe use of the backdoor hot snakes. This is our Commissioner's Cup game. Hot Snakes have held the cup, I think, for four weeks now, right? Three weeks, four weeks? Yep, ever since week one. Um, well, you won it week two, I suppose. So, Right, right. Since week one, I've had it. Well, since after since week, after week since, one. There you go. Right. Um, so at quarterback, uh, the Foyus have Jared Goff at Denver, and the backdoor Hot Snakes have Jameis Winston at Atlanta. Poof, Jared Goff. He has been pretty rock solid this year. Denver, you know, they're not your daddy's Denver defense, who was, you know, really good. They've lost a lot of players. They've had a couple of good games, but those have have been against quarterbacks that struggle. Um, I think you can pencil Goff in for a solid 30 to 40 points here um, without blinking an eye. Right. That's I'm very scared about that. And I have Jameis Winston in the starting position right now. That's subject to be wildly thought over come Sunday morning. But I think Winston against Atlanta, and I'm not going to describe the matchup again, (laughs) but in the way that we've seen Tampa play, the first four weeks we saw, or at least the first three weeks, we saw vertical offense. They have a lot of vertical receivers. They have a vertical tight end. I think with Winston off, off the bye, full couple weeks of practice with the team as the starter, 
there's a lot of potential for a lot of yards coming out of Winston's arm. Yeah, I'm going to push this matchup. I think uh, they both have a baseline built in, Jameis because of his matchup, and Goff just because of that offense, and they both have upside. So at running back, Boyus have Devonta Freeman versus Tampa Bay and Carlos Hyde versus the Chargers. And backdoor hot sinks has David Johnson at Minnesota and TJ Yeldon at Dallas. Yeah, I love my running backs here. This week, uh, TJ Yeldon's a great acquisition from a trade with Turbo especially with Fournette down two weeks now, or down two out of the last three weeks. Uh, and then David Johnson is regaining his prominence as a number one running back. I am extremely confident in both of these guys. Yeah, um, where you've got that confidence, I don't in what Foyou's got right now. Um, report is Devontae Freeman may not play. He's got a problem with his foot, a new injury, not the knee this week. So he's questionable right now, but it's sounding doubtful that he'll play. So he'll have to make some kind of move there. Carlos Hyde's been a, a, a good surprise for Cleveland. Um, and, the, you know, he is – the Chargers haven't been – have been pretty good, actually, against the run, except for the Rams. And, and uh, Tiger early runs on everybody. So I don't know that he's got that much – upside in that matchup and then with Freeman being out you I, I don't feel real good about it yep this is uh backdoor hot snakes all day for me um at wide receiver we have Jarvis Landry versus uh the Chargers and Michael Crabtree at Tennessee and Stefan Diggs versus Arizona and AJ Green versus Pittsburgh uh, I even hate to talk about these receivers I mean Landry is going to get you points that's, you're good there, but Crabtree's been garbage. Um, I don't feel very confident in the in these two receivers as it stands right now. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I feel, again, extremely confident in my receivers. I've had great receivers all year. I've just kind of cycled out that second receiver uh, that's been paired with Stephon Diggs, and now I have A.J. Green, who I feel is – just as confident or just as consistent as Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah. Diggs and Green forever. <laughs> Vote for us. Forever. 100 episodes. All right. At tight end, we have Eric Ebron at the Jets and Jared Cook versus Seattle. So Jared Cook's the number three tight end still in fantasy. He didn't have a great week last week. This week he's in Seattle, who's not the best defense. He gave up a fuck ton of points to, uh, I think the Rams last week, right? So even though I think this might be – if Jared Cook underperforms this week, then I'm going to have to start thinking, but you can't sit Jared Cook. No, I, also, I agree with you there. Uh, yeah, both tight ends in bad matchups. Ebron up against the first-ranked tight end or tight end defense and Cook up against the fourth-ranked tight end. Well, and then uh, going a little more depth on Ebron – at first look, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, with Doyle still out, Ebron's getting all the love. He had a great game last week. Yeah, his great game last week came at a cost. He's, like, got a gazillion different injuries that he's dealing with right now. He's super questionable. There's talk he may not even play, that they may rest him in T.Y. this week. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not super confident in Ebron, especially against the number one defense against the tight end. All right. Um, at flex, we have Cooper Cup 
uh, at Denver and Philip Lindsay versus the Rams. Look at that in the same game, the same flex person. Um, you know, this is a talk for me. Cooper cup is a 50, 50 matchup here in that he could go off like he did a couple weeks ago, or it could just be that middling, you know, 18, 19, 20 point game, but he's been super solid and they uh, golf has been looking for him. And I do like the cup golf uh, stack. So I feel pretty positive about cup this week. I'm a little less confident in Philip Lindsay. He's just about guaranteed unless he gets ejected again for a <laughs> low team game. And while that's nice to have, I have more upside on my bench that I can talk about later. So right now, Philip Lindsay, I just, like I said, low teens almost guaranteed. All right. At defense and kicker, we have the Patriots defense versus Kansas City and Mason Crosby versus San Francisco. And we have the Jaguars defense at Dallas and Graham Gano at Washington. So I, right now, as it stands, I have to start the Jags defense. I mean, judging by preseason thought, Graham Gano, he's my kicker of the week. I've had a different kicker every week. <laughs> Graham Gano is the man this week. So nobody knows what I'm doing a kicker. Not even I really know. I had two different kickers starting in the last 24 hours. So fuck <laughs> all. Uh, three different if you count the last 36 hours. But I actually made a move and picked up the and rostered the Dolphins defense who is the number five defense this year. Jags are number nine defense this year. Dolphins have more takeaways than the Jags do. Jags are against Dallas, who does give up a lot of unlucky tip all interceptions and fumbles. Dolphins are against Chicago, who we have no idea what they're going to do. So right now, my defenses are tentative between two top ten defenses at best. Um, let's see. For the for the foe use, the Patriots against Kansas City, we've – Talked about this game a ton. I don't feel good about the Patriots' defense against Kansas City. I think Mahomes and that offense are pretty much matchup proof. Um, yeah, you, you take something away, but they'll find another way to do it. So I don't really like that. And Mason Crosby missed like 80 field goals last week. So maybe he turns it around against San Francisco. I'm sure he'll get plenty of opportunities, but I don't know how you can depend on a guy that missed so many field goals. So I, I don't feel great about Either one of these. Yep. So, uh, Rob, any thoughts on the faux use bench? Um, I mean, looking at it, I would probably uh, put the Vikings in against Arizona. You're playing against a rookie quarterback. Yes, the Vikings have disappointed this year, but you drafted them early for a reason, and I certainly wouldn't play the Patriots against Kansas City or the Vikings against Arizona. I also would think about um, – putting in John Brown instead of Michael Crabtree. Um, Brown has been very consistent. Tennessee is a good defense, but if they're going to, if Baltimore is going to score at all, it's going to be John Brown over Michael Crabtree. Um, So those are two, two main things that I would do. The one thing I would do uh, on this team, um, especially since it looks like this team is not set up to win this week. I'm looking at, at Amari Cooper. Uh, if there's one thing he's been this year, it's been a yo-yo. Week one, one point. Week two, 26. Week three, three. Week four, 31. Week two, two. So hey, this, could be, 
This could be the week that he bounces back. I, I'd be playing Cooper because if you're going to get a boom game, he's going to go off. There you go. And, and you know, that actually makes a lot of sense because when we talk later in the picks, I don't think that it's going to be close on who we're picking to win this matchup. And when you're in that kind of position, you kind of got to swing for the fences. So, Yep. So, Blake, since we've both effectively given our pick. I think my – Bench issues are, are partly the same as they have been recently. There was Jared Cook, but you have to start him this week. Otherwise, my flex position, it's Philip Lindsay. Do I start him? Do I trust him? Or I have so many other options on my bench for flexing. I have Kevin Coleman, who's not going to have a Devonta Freeman starting. And I've got Corey Clement, who's alone in that backfield now. There's Ryan Grant. Uh, and there's Mike Davis and that. Uh, Seattle offense that might be finding their way for running. I'm not sure what to do there. All right. So, who are you picking? Uh, you already know Tyler and I are both picking you in this matchup. Uh, we think there's just too many holes in the Foyu's lineup. Uh, what do you say? I think I have to also give it to myself um, pretty, pretty solidly. All right. All right. Well, that's another week's podcast in the books. Um, any last words, Blake, before we sign off? Uh, yeah. Well, my last words are hold on for just a second. Okay. Well, while, I, while he's holding on for just a second, um, I'm going to say a good luck to everybody. Uh, hopefully this week will go well and we'll have some close matchups. Um but so far, it's been a good year. There's been some ups, some downs, some surprises. But uh, all in all, uh, pretty good for everyone, except obviously if you haven't won yet. Um, looking straight at you, uh, Baby Seals. Yeah. Exciting fantasy year so far, to say the least. But uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. Take care, everybody.